0: Welcome to Willow Park Church, it is the final Sunday before Christmas Eve, the 4th Advent and we are so blessed that you've joined us, fantastic, you can feel the excitement and the joy of Christmas as we prepare and we're looking forward at Willow Park Church for our Christmas Eve services when so many people will be gathering to worship and give praise to the King. We're so honoured that we have this opportunity to share with our community all the goodness of God and to share the fact that Jesus Christ is the greatest gift, the greatest gift to our community. It's pretty soon, of course, in four days' time or five days, depending on when you open your presence, you will be celebrating gifts and kindness and goodness. A little bit different than perhaps past years, but what we do know is that we have and enjoy the greatest gift that has ever been given to the world. The gift of Christ, the gift of salvation, the gift of hope, the gift of love, the gift of joy. And our final candle, which we will be thinking of and celebrating through this service, is the gift of peace. What a gift that is, the peace of God that comes to us. I am so excited and we're going to be singing wonderful carols. They're all ready to sing great carols as we celebrate and, and just, just declare the coming of the King and all the goodness that Jesus Christ has given to us. So let me pray. And as you gather online, uh, thank you. And I pray that this time will bless you and encourage you and lift your spirits and that you may connect with the Lord in a very deep and powerful way within your life. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for Christmas. Thank you for the gift that it is to our lives. We thank you, Lord, that we have truly been given hope, that where there seems no hope, we have been given the hope that is in Christ Jesus, that we have been given the love, the love of God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whomsoever believe in him shall not perish but can receive eternal life. That is great love and we thank you Lord for the joy The joy that comes by receiving Christ. The joy that the shepherds experienced on that hillside when the angels of the Lord came and sang the glory of God about the gift of one that was born in David's city. The gift of one that was born in Bethlehem. We are so thankful Lord. And I pray as we listen to these carols, as we celebrate together, that your closeness, Emmanuel, God with us, will come to each one. Whatever everyone is facing, I pray that Emmanuel will come to them. Emmanuel, God with us, God's presence, God's power, God's strength will come right now, Lord I ask. In your precious name, Amen. Amen. Well, you're in for a treat. So enjoy these classic and beautiful tunes as we celebrate this way by singing these carols.
1: Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plain i Z- Z- i The Lord, a newborn King, glory! It excels His day, oh glory! It excels His day.
0: Merry Christmas. We want to light the fourth candle, and as we remember, peace, the peace that comes through Christ. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom and establish and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on And forever. Don't you love those words? When we remember that he is the Prince of Peace. The child was born. And the reason the child was born. Was to bring peace into the world. Through Christ of course we can have peace with God. What a gift that is. That where there was separation. Where there was Spiritual war taking place on within our lives. Conflict between God's will and our will. Between our selfishness and God's divine will and purpose for our lives. Christ showed us the way to receive that peace with God. So we once again can commune with God and know God. And the advent, the coming of Christ gives us that peace in our lives. And of course there is then peace with men. That the work of Christ in our lives brings that peace, that connection, that forgiveness, that love, that honouring towards others. That he came and showed us the way that we should live, the way that we should act the way that we should speak and yet this seems so impossible because he was so perfect and wonderful and yet with the word of spirit in our lives changing our character, bringing that inner transformation suddenly the power of sin is broken and true peace comes into our lives. Peace with God, peace with mankind Peace within our own lives. So many people are searching for that peace. They're looking for it in all kinds of different situations. All kinds of ways. But true peace is only found through connecting or reconnecting with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. With the Prince of Peace who comes and reigns in our lives. Let's continue to celebrate that peace true message of Christmas the peace that comes and dwells amongst us
1: you are the first you go before you are the last Lord you're the encore your names and lights for all to see the starry host declare your glory glory in the highest Glory Oh, God, light of the world, the bright and morning star, your name will shine for all to see. You are the one, you are my glory.
0: sleep in heavenly peace what a powerful thought receiving peace how do we receive peace well very simply we receive peace by receiving Christ who is the Prince of Peace and when you give your life to Jesus it's as if all of Beautiful symbolism of these candles come alive within who you are suddenly you know that there is hope, that powerful hope that is caught and captured in the life of Jesus and what he achieved there is love the love of God that was manifest to the world through the gift of Jesus as he was born in Bethlehem what love it was that God showed to us there is joy joy that is the gift of salvation that comes and changes our lives and then of course what we've been celebrating on this Sunday before Christmas Eve just a few days we've been celebrating the peace the glorious peace of God that is only found through Christ the kingdom of God is such a beautiful thing recently I said that the kingdom of God is like a glorious castle and yet within it there are palaces and rooms and banquets and so many good gifts but there's no way to get into this palace there's no way to get into this castle except one drawbridge and that one drawbridge it's called the cross. And the cross was there so we can travel through and over the bridge into God's palace, into God's kingdom, into his glory. But we have to choose. Yes, we've got to choose to travel into that place, over that bridge and enter all that God has for us in that glorious palace the banquet that will take place that great banquet that will happen at the end of time when all the nations will gather and they will honour the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords the Lion of the tribe of Judah the one who has purchased us through his blood and through his death and has given us salvation And so as we take communion let's remember That his body was broken for you. That bridge was created. Thank you, Lord, for the bridge of God that comes into our lives and has given us so much peace and so much hope and so much love and so much joy. The body of Christ, eat it in remembrance of him. Have you ever felt like, you'd need, like you needed a restart, a reboot? Have you felt as if life has gone too much? Well, the blood of Jesus promises to cleanse us and renew us. And even as you take communion, why don't you press that refresh button to come close to Christ and get right with Him? Make this a very special Christmas. Because you have chosen to hand your whole life over to Christ. And you have chosen to say yes and amen. I want to be his disciple. The Bible says before you take communion, examine yourself thoroughly. So take a moment, examine yourself, recommit your life to Christ and choose to follow him. The blood of Jesus. That takes away the sins of the world. Drink it. What a blessing! Thank you for joining us on this Fourth Advent Sunday. We've sang the carols, thank you, to the worship group. We've celebrated the goodness of the Lord. And now let's step in to the word of God, that God will speak to you through the Christmas message and renew that passion and that excitement for you again. And Merry Christmas to you. Only four days to go. But I tell you, in this dark time, the light of God will keep shining. It truly will. And Christ will get you through. And Christ is with you. And he will lead you. And he will not fail you. So before we hear God's words, we're going to go over and listen to the Willow One News and all that is happening this coming Christmas week. The Lord bless you and thank you for joining us.
2: Hello Willow Park Church, my name is Courtney. Thank you for joining us at Church Online. Here is your family news. You and your family are invited to join us for Carols in Cars. Come and enjoy the sights and sounds of Christmas from the warmth of your own car. We have four events left every night until December 23rd in the parking lot at Willow Park Church in Rutland. If you'd like to attend, please pre-register at willowparkchurch.com carols. Christmas Eve is only a few days away, and we have two types of Christmas Eve services this year. You can attend one of our three drive-in services in the parking lot at Willow Park Church in Rutland, or you can join us for Christmas Eve online. For all of the details and service times, visit willowparkchurch.com Christmas dash Eve. Join us for a special live stream of Contemplating Our Way Through COVID-19 by Pastor Phil on December 28th to the 31st. Each session is about 30 minutes and we will be streaming on Facebook and at Church Online each day at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. This course will help you discover the power of Christian meditation in overcoming difficult circumstances. Learn more at Willowparkchurch.com/slash meditation. That's all for your family news. Thanks and enjoy your service.
0: Good morning, Willow Park Church. I'm so glad that you've joined us and as we look towards the sermon and sharing uh, the fourth Sunday of Advent, it's, uh, what a journey this has been. And of course, in so many ways, this last month, as we've had to change and adapt to the new orders, it is challenging Of course, the whole of uh, 2020 has been challenging in so many ways. And we've had to change as a church, as an organization. Particularly multi-site churches have been affected by uh, the change and by COVID. But we want to take a moment and uh, on behalf of the congregation here at uh, our campus at Highway 33, we want to say a very big thank you to two pastoral staff who served here for many years and we want to express our thanks and how grateful we are for them on behalf of the congregation. And to do that is Gwen Dick. She's going to lead us in this moment. Thank you, Gwen, so much for being with us and Gwen's going to share with us.
3: Good morning. Yes, I'm here this morning to give a formal thank you On behalf of Willow Park Congregation, to Steve Johnson and Tanya Shiasaki, pastors who served with us for many years. Steve began at Willow Park Church in 2002, serving in the youth, junior youth ministry. He connected with hundreds and hundreds of youth, impacting so many lives, weekly and yearly. Many connections continue this day. In 2014, after 12 years with youth ministry, Steve became associate pastor here at Highway 33. He was a reliable, friendly face you'd see every time you entered these doors. For 18 years, Steve poured his love for Jesus into people around him here at Willow Park. On behalf of the congregation, thank you, Steve. We miss you and wish you God's blessing as you continue to serve your Lord and Savior. Tanya also joined the staff at Willow Park in 2002, serving in children's ministries. In 2007, Tanya became associate pastor responsible for the children's ministries. And other things that Tanya got involved in included children's and women's ministries, Watson Lake Missions, Living Nativity, Set Free, Tiny Blessings, the IF Gathering. And for the last several years, has counted it a big privilege to serve alongside the youth department as they ventured off to LA and Portland. For 18 years on staff and more earlier than that as a volunteer, Tanya connected with many people of many ages, bringing love, joy, and acceptance into relationships and always having time. On behalf of the congregation, thank you, Tanya. We miss you and wish you God's blessing as you continue to serve him, your Lord and Savior. Let's pray. Dear Father, God, thank you for Jesus, his love, and our opportunity to serve you because of him. Today, I thank you especially for Steve and Tanya and their years of service to you here at Willow Park. I ask that you would continue to bless them and to use them for yourself, Jesus. Amen.
0: Thank you, Gwen. Lovely words. And uh, so... Um meaningful. We're grateful, so grateful, and thank you. We're going to get ready now for our uh, message for this fourth Advent. Uh, Pastor Jordan Pilgrim will be sharing with us in a few moments, but can I remind you of a few things that are happening at Willow Park Church? Oh gosh, Uh, boy, how things uh, have had to adapt. We, of course, are in the middle of cars and carols and this has been fun. It has been great fun, just that little time and really the beauty of the congregation participating, singing each night, different people coming and dressing up, people sat in cars, honking their horns, which is clearly the best part of of the time as they honk and applause and uh, join in. So if you haven't enjoyed that, Half an hour, 7 o'clock to 7.30. Uh, do book online. Come and join us. It's a lovely way to connect and to see faces we haven't seen for a while. Wave and connect. I've really, really enjoyed that. Uh, just been out there uh, with my wand uh, helping to car- park the cars and connecting with people and saying hi. It's been, um, it's been excellent. So we don't want you uh, to miss out, so do join us. And of course, on Christmas Eve, uh, we're having uh, three drive-in services. So do check those out and connect with us. Christmas, of course, leads towards the end of the year and the new year. And I want to remind you that... Uh, that, uh, to pray about uh, the New Year's offering and to pray about end-of-year giving and what the Lord might have you do as we give uh, generously and as we sacrificially and as uh, we honour the Lord with our giving. So let's just pray as uh, we welcome Jordan to share uh, this Advent Sunday for with you. Father, thank you for this opportunity and thank you for all the things that are happening through Willow Park Church. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will uh, bless Jordan now as he comes and speaks, as he challenges us. And we look forward to Christmas Eve and to the online service on uh, the 27th. And we pray, God, that you will uh, speak to us clearly through his words in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Jordan comes, uh, let me give you a sneak preview of the new year. We're going to be teaching through the book of Daniel. Uh, Of course, Daniel lived in Babylon, and of course, he had to cope with the changes of of Babylonian society, holding up the name of God, being faithful to the Lord in difficult uh, times. We really think that um, the story of Daniel is ideal uh, for this period, going into January, as a way of us learning about God's character when we face change and difficulty, and we think about um, God's power at work. So uh, the book of Daniel. So watch out for that coming in January. Pastor Jordan.
4: Good morning, and thanks, Phil. We're just so grateful to be here. This is the last Sunday um, before Christmas. And and as I have this opportunity to speak, I remember I spoke a few weeks ago on uh, the lovely interaction between the angel Gabriel and Zechariah, and this week I want to move to the next interaction with the angel Gabriel and and Mary, and to see how that is a little bit like our story right now. So if you want to open your Bibles, or if you just want to maybe close your eyes, just have a—take this reading in as we—as we look through this interaction— I'm going to read from Luke chapter 1, verse 26 to 35. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled. at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, "'Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You have conceived and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end.'" "'How will this be, Mary?' asked the angel." How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I'm a virgin, the angel said, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. The Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much for who you are and how you have come into this world through this girl, through this only young girl. I pray that as we as we find out from you today what it is like to be in filled with you and to be filled with your holy spirit I just ask that you would in turn do that for us and we would walk in boldness with you in your name Jesus amen It was through a young poor Jewish maiden living in the backwater Galilean village of Nazareth during the time of the Roman occupation the first century that the eternal logos the word of God the divine lo- logic and the love of God took flesh becoming incarnate and fully human. In the Christian theology, we know Mary as the, the word is the Theotokos, and that is the literal God-bearer. Her name is the God-bearer of who He is. And so this week, as I was kind of going through, thinking about what we could do, what we could talk about, I, I came up with this thought about calling this a very Merry Christmas, our Merry Christmas. Our Merry Christmas and the idea of how are we so close to who Mary was, as opposed to maybe even Christmas of 2019. The Christmas of 2019 seemed to offer this abundance of understanding, an abundance of clarity, an abundance of walking forward, knowing what was going to happen. But little did we know we were going to enter into a global pandemic. See, the the first Christmas had Mary walking through this time where, where Herod had just taken over King, and there was really no hope for the future. And no understanding what was going to be happening in the future. And so, so I kind of feel like our Christmas this year is a little bit like that. When I was in a meeting this past week, and in that meeting, um, um, they, they asked us, it was with pastors all around the world, and they were saying, and the reason why I say all around the world is because everyone is experiencing this. And they said, what are you most looking forward to this year? And you know that awkward silence, and, and I don't like awkward silences. I feel them all the time. But but that awkward silence on a Zoom meeting is far more awkward than any any other time. And they were saying, what do you expect? What are you expecting? What are you hoping for this next year? And no one could really say anything. Because this year, more than any that we've known, we don't really know what the future is going to hold. I don't know where I can go. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to hope for. And it's very confusing and it's times that, that we don't really understand what's going to be happening. But that's kind of like what Mary went through. That's what she went through. That's why I'm thinking about this very Merry Christmas and how we're doing this. So this Christmas we look forward to bringing the hope and the peace and the promise of the message of the love of God just as Mary did on that very first Christmas. This is what we do have to look forward to. It's no matter what our next step takes, no matter what this Christmas looks like, We can walk with His Spirit. See, this week I even heard about someone who suffered a lifelong disability, who just was asked to enter into two weeks of isolation. Two weeks of isolation right before Christmas. For someone that doesn't really fully understand what's going on, how difficult might that be? The loneliness that people are experiencing, possibly the loneliness that you are experiencing right now. How do we cope with this? That's why I think we're walking back to a Merry Christmas, a Merry Christmas that she was experiencing, a loneliness, a confusion of what is going on. I have the King of all kings inside of me right now, and I don't know what to do. And this is the hope that we have, is that no matter what is going on in our world, we have the King of kings living inside of us. So I want to take some time to listen into this conversation with Mary and Gabriel. And, uh, and as we do, I hope that you are encouraged by some things. And then we are going to move on to see what this really impacts in our life. So let's have a read through. In the sixth months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary The angel went to to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. The first thing is that we see is that there's, there's a town called Nazareth. This is six months after Elizabeth had become pregnant. Mary is visited by the angel, and there he visits her in a town called Nazareth. Now, Nazareth is very insignificant in the world stage at this time. It is not a port town. It is not Jerusalem. It is not somewhere where everybody goes. And what, the first thing that we need to understand is that God uses the very insignificant to move his very, very significant message. There's times that I feel like I'm not in the right place. I'm not in the right position to be able to carry God's message forward. There's probably times that you feel like you're not in the right place. You're not in the right position. Maybe you're sitting at home. How can God's message get through me? He uses the insignificant to move his very significant message forward. That's the first thing we need to understand is that God wants to use us wherever we're at because we in the ultimate understanding are not insignificant because we're made by him. He used this small town to move this very significant message forward. It's not like he's thinking the way we would think. We would think, he should put it here. You should put it there. You should put it in a place where, where your message can be moved quickly. But now he says, no, let's hold off. And then it carries forward. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. We talked about this a few weeks ago, but whatever the Holy Spirit, whatever the presence of God comes in, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, because God is with us. When the angel of the Lord comes, there's this fear that's going to, something bad's going to happen, but really, no, we need to stop and we need to say, no, let's not be afraid. There's been a, a group of, you know, I grew up in a place where I needed to be afraid of what was about to happen in, 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 a, in a spiritual sense. I'm like, God might want to get me, but God might, might, might want to bring his judgment on me. But what God is saying is do not be afraid. Now, sometimes we are obsessed with the future, especially this year. I would love to know what this vaccine looks like. I would love to know what summer is going to look like. I would love to know what, what next Christmas is going to be like. We can plan a much more effective celebration outside next Christmas if we knew what was going to happen. Sometimes we want to desperately know what's in the future. There's this YouTuber who's done these videos about looking, talking to her past self from the future. If there's one thing that I would like to say is I, if I could go back in time and talk to my old self and if I can have someone from my, my, my future self come back and talk to me now, what I would hope I would say is do not be afraid. There's so much things that go on. There's so much uncertainty that happens and we're full of fear, understandably. But on the other side of that, if we walk through those pains and those troubles with the Holy Spirit, with God, then we do not need to be afraid. No matter what is happening, no matter how we are being impacted, no matter the, the horrible outcomes of this life, as we walk through it with Jesus, we do not need to be afraid. You know, Revelation says that a pastor is an angel. So I'm going to take that today, just for today. I want to say I'm going to be an angel, and I want to bring you a message. Do not be afraid. And why do I bring that message? Because of the next verse, the next words that say, but the angel of the Lord said to her, do not be afraid. You You have found favor with God. The angel of the Lord says she has found favor. I want to pretend to be an angel, or I'm an angel today, and I want to say you are highly favored. God loves you. God cares for you. You are favored in His eyes. That's why we don't need to be afraid. I love my kids not for anything that they've done, but because they're my kids, because they exist why I love them. They are favored in my mind because of who they are just because they are there. They can do no more to win that. I just love them. God loves you. He favors you. He cares for you. Let that be what sticks in your head, that God favors you. Not that there's something that we need to, to earn his love, to earn his favor, to earn something, to do something better, to be in his, to be in his good books. No, you are favored. Then it says this, you will, co- you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of the father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. His kingdom will never end. This is such a big idea for perhaps a 14-year-old girl. It's like, the kingdom of God is in you right now, and that kingdom will never end. Now, so Mary might be thinking, okay, descendants of David, I understand that there's kingships coming up, so she can have a bit of a grasp of what's going on, but really, can she really understand that this kingdom that is being birthed in her right now will never end? Moms out there that have, had, that have had a baby living inside of them, understanding that that kicking and, that, and that, under, that, that feeling that you have of a baby inside you, for Mary, that is a kingdom that will never end. And how can she understand that? Well, that's what she says. She says, how will this be? How will this be is a question that she brings to God. First of all, God is not afraid of our questions. He's okay with us saying, how will this be? There is a divine mystery that is happening here. You know, the prayer that we pray, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. I don't have to understand, this is the beauty of our faith, is that there are times that we need to take a bit of a step, a bit of a leap. And this is the one divine mystery that could confound us and confuse us, but we need to take a step of faith for it. How can this be? How can this be? It's okay to ask questions. Since I am still a virgin, since I don't know a man, is what she's saying. She says, I don't know a man. How many times have we come into something and say, I don't know the right people. I don't know the right things. I don't know something. And God says, it doesn't matter who you know. You know me. Doesn't matter your situation. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter what you've done. You know me. That divine mystery, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. I can understand Christ has died. I can understand a little bit of Christ has risen. And the Christ coming again has been written in the Bible, but I don't fully understand that. But that is okay, because it's not who we are, it's not who we know, it's not what we know, it's that we know God and that we are in a relationship with Him. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. This is it. This is the point of today's sermon. This is the point of what we read. This is actually the point of of, of who we are and what we do as Christians, is that the Holy Spirit wants to come and minister to us and wants to come and be in our lives and be who we are, be with us. Everything that Mary is saying is correct. I can't do this on my own. I can't do anything. Nazareth is nothing without God. She is nothing without God. We are nothing. We are really, we are dependent fully on who He is. And He loves and He cares for us. And He, he, he lives with us and He dwells in us. Psalm 91 says this, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. If you dwell in His shelter, He will dwell in you. Her limitations no longer matter because she's allowed the Holy Spirit to come on to her and to overshadow her and to live in her. Mary is the Theotokos, she is the Godbearer. She is the original Theotokos, and the one that has giving, is allowing and, and partnering with God to give flesh to who Jesus is. The whole point of what we do is to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The whole point of what we are doing here is to have the Holy Spirit come onto us so we can be more and more like Jesus every day. If we miss out on the fact that the Holy Spirit wants to interact with us, we are missing out on the fact that He wants to be a part of who we are. And if we don't have the Holy Spirit ministering to us, then how can we do any of this? You know what it's like when, when you've been separate from God, when you've been walking away from God, or when you've been completely involved in who He is, you know your spirit is different. And I know that. Because the, the Holy Spirit wants to be on us. The holy is not typical, and the holy, the not typical, wants to be with us. All the way from the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis 1, verse 2, it says, the Ruach of God was, was the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters, waiting to interact with His creation. The Spirit of God is over all this world, waiting to interact with us. So as we don't understand what's going on this Christmas, we need to understand that the Holy Spirit wants to interact with us, wants to overshadow us, wants to take over our lives and just to be with us. And as we allow Him to be in who we are, then we can be fully who He's meant us to be. Mary became the original bearer of God because she allowed the Holy Spirit to take over So when we think about the holy, we sometimes need to think about what holy is not. If we want to understand what the Holy Spirit is, we want to understand what God is, we have to stop to understand maybe what He is not. And the unholy spirit is the slander, is the accuser, is the prosecutor. It's the enemy. The Holy Spirit is not any of those. So as we allow perhaps unholy messages to overtake us, unholy spirits to kind of overshadow us and to, and to influence our lives, you can tell. So if I walk into a room and someone says, man, your spirit is really lifted high today, I feel like when your, when your attitude is up and your spirit is up, I feel like the Holy Spirit is almost the attitude of who God is and the attitude of love and the attitude of joy and the attitude of peace. And when that attitude of love and joy and peace is on you, you are lifted and you are in a good place. When that spirit is not on you and you allow the enemy to overtake you, then that that division, that, that corruption, that difficulty overtakes us. So we need to allow ourselves to be overcome and overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And if we allow ourselves to be overcome and overshadowed by the, the spirits that we see on the news and we, the spirits that we see in, in, our, in our negative social media experiences, if we allow those negative thoughts and negative ways, we will be overshadowed and our, our attitude will be changed and shifted into a negative sense. But how we get rid of that is we just allow the Spirit to overshadow us. We allow the Holy Spirit to walk and to work into us and move in us. And when we allow the Holy Spirit to walk in us and move in us, we become a Merry Christmas. We become Christ-bearers. We become God-bearers and image-bearers of who He is. We need to become a Theotokos ourselves. We need to become God-bearers, just like Mary did. That psalm is, whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will have His Spirit wash over you. And so as we walk into a Christmas where we don't really know what's happening, we we walk into a Christmas where we can say, you know what, God, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's around the corner. I don't know what's happening next year. But what I can do is say, Holy Spirit, come and wash over me and walk with me. You might be sitting and you might be alone in your room for the next two weeks. And you can't spend Christmas with anybody. But you can spend it with God. You can spend it with His Spirit. And His attitude can wash over you. So, so important. So, when I look at the image of... Now, I am... My Protestant background won't allow me to go to what our brothers and sisters in the Catholic world see as as how... Mary is. But Mary is so, so important to our faith that we cannot forget that. Sometimes we downplay who Mary is. But the image there of who Mary is is she is bringing hope. And we see that in Mary's song. And I was thinking about speaking on Mary's song, but I thought I wanted, wanted to start with this interaction with the angel first. But in Mary's song, in Luke 1, verse 52 to 53, it says that he has brought down the rulers from their thrones, but he has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but he has sent the rich away empty. He has filled the hungry with good things. The image of God in Mary is this compassion and love for those who have less. And when the Spirit of God overtakes you and you think, in his attitude, we think in fondness of people that have less than us. And when the, when the image of this world overtakes us, we think to ourselves, we look at the people on the streets, we look at the people that might be poor, we look at the people that don't have and think that's their fault. They can't pull themselves up by their own bootstraps. That's their issue. But when the Holy Spirit comes over us and we can become image bearers and we can become God bearers, we look at people and we see the image of God. I saw Mary's image implanted Everywhere this week. As those stockings came in over the last two weeks, I saw people coming in loving our neighbors, loving the people that had less. And that's such a beautiful image of who God is. And that's such a beautiful image of what Mary wanted to, was bringing the hope of who God is, and we are now bringing the hope of who God is to our neighborhood. I went to Cornerstone Shelter this week. That is a tough place. That is a tough place to be. But people in there that were loving the people in there that were having patience and having kindness for the the lowest of the low in our society, they were bearing God's image. They were bringing God's love to those people. And as the people were sharing in these stockings, as all of you people were bringing these stockings into our church, you were sharing God's love. You were allowing the Holy Spirit to overtake you and now be God's bearer of His good, good news. This is so important at this Christmas time because there's people that are lonely out there. There's people that are suffering out there and we need to bring that good, good news of God. You know, I also see that as we, as we sit outside and we have all these cars drive up and we have these carols being sung into our, into, our back, into our back parking lot. Talk about insignificant places, a back parking lot off of Highway 33. But God's good news is being proclaimed. God's good news is being, his message is being sung because we've allowed the Holy Spirit to overtake us and to overshadow us. And once we allow the Holy Spirit to overshadow us, then we can become more and more like Jesus and bring his love and bring his good news. I have a few verses to, to walk through before we finish off here. In Philippians 2, verse 13 says this, For it is God who works in you, to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. It's God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill His good purpose. God wants to partner with us so much that He is willing to work with us to fulfill His purpose. Talk about, again, an insignificant, insignificant me, insignificant us. He is using us to fulfill His good purpose. How amazing and how honoring is that? It's unbelievable. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will not will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. That Holy Spirit coming and living in us is enabling us to do even greater things. We're going to walk and we're going to do what He wants us to do because of His Spirit. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. As we are led by His Spirit, we are led by who He is. So this is our Merry Christmas. Is there much hope that the world sees? Probably not. You might have seen in, in London where they shut down basically all of London for Christmas with 24 hours, 48 hours notice. It's not going over well, I'll tell you that much. But we have a hope that is birthed inside of us, that far reaches past anything, far reaches past anything, any understanding that this world has. This hope is Jesus. This hope is His love. This hope is His Holy Spirit. Now, some of you might be thinking, man, I I don't know about the Holy Spirit, but I just want to tell you, God gives good, good gifts. He gives good, perfect, lovely gifts, and the Holy Spirit is not there to scare you. He is there to love and to bring that beautiful message. So Mary says, when the angel says, don't be afraid, he means it. Don't be afraid of what God wants to do in your life. Don't be afraid. If you think, I don't know the right people, I don't know the right things, I haven't gone through the right steps to have this happen, don't worry about that. God will walk with you through it all. We just need to make room. If you think, I've been overtaken, I've been overshadowed by the wrong spirits for too long, all you need to do is stop and be with him. Repent and say, God, I have been away from you. I need your spirit. And then you know what will happen? Something amazing will happen. His spirit will come on you and his spirit will infuse you and his spirit will love you. So let's have a Merry Christmas. One of hope, one of joy, one of excitement. Even if it's not what the world thinks. We have what God thinks. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you, Jordan. That was, uh, that was a great word. And I'd love us to respond to that in prayer. And I'd love us to just pause, because what a powerful thought that is. The thought of, of not allowing fear to, to dominate our thinking. And secondly, allowing our lives, as it were, to be filled, overshadowed with the Spirit of God, that God will come to us and do something in our own lives. Whenever I think of Mary, I think about that willingness to carry the gift of God to the, to the world. And equally, we too carry the gift of God uh, to this world through our, 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 our ministry and what God has called us to do. Father, thank you for this. And Father, we pray right now for those that may feel full of fear and worry and anxiety fear not father I pray for peace to invade every home that is listening right now and engaging with us I pray Lord Jesus that yes we will act and live completely in the right spirit it is so easy to live and act in the wrong spirit And I pray, Lord, that we may know that within each of our lives, as we move forward into 2021, that, God, that you will speak to us and encourage us and be with us. And that, God, that we may have that deep sense of being overshadowed by the presence of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Jordan. Uh, Can I remind you, Carols and Cars, you can go right now and book and join in as we um, uh, celebrate the birth of Christ in that way. Invite, use it as an evangelistic moment. Use it as a way to connect with people. Use it as a way to reach out and um, and go for that. And of course, Christmas Eve will also be online. So you can connect online. You can watch... uh, Three services here at Highway 33, three services at South, a service at Lake Country, and it will be streamed. And, and also, uh, if you are able, you can join us at one of the drive-in Christmas services. So much going on. Then on the 27th, we will be having a Willow One online. And so you'll be able to um, log on, and I'll be sharing a word for the new year What's on my heart? What I believe God is speaking and God is saying on that 27th. Remember, we have 21 days of prayer coming up in the new year. And we're working hard at that so that you can engage online. And what are your three things that you are believing God for? What are the three things that you're asking God to do? So there you have it. Uh, Church continues. We keep on. And thank you for your support and thank you for your generosity and thank you so much for being part of this service this morning. The Lord bless you.